Welcome to Oh Brother, Not Another Podcast, uh, an official Apple podcast presented by the Westport Library, and I'm Migs Burroughs. And I'm Trace Burroughs, and today we have Hank Garrett. Uh, yes. He's a multifaceted career. He's an actor, comedian, voiceover performer, Hall of Fame martial arts and wrestling legend, and uh, has been in some really great movies like Three Days with a Condor, Serpico, Death Wish, The Jazz Singer. And this bio that um, we got, it says that you appeared as Luca Brasi in The Godfather. Is that true? No. <laughs> <laughs> so I, met, I read it wrong or something. What's that story? The gentleman who played Luca Brasi yeah. was professional wrestler oh um, i see you... one time he was my tag team partner oh. uh, and the fun, well the truly funny situation was he would wrestle as lenny montana that was his name and he'd go into the locker room and put on a costume and he became the zebra kid <laughs> i love the another fair hmm. well we're traveling we get to, I think it was New York, uh, and we look and we and I see, and it says Lenny Montana versus the Zebra Kid. <laughs> I said, "Do you know how fast you're going to have to be, Lenny?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now Lenny was huge guy. He was like six four, two seventy five, two eighty. That night, I became the Zebra Kid. No. Putting on his outfit, I wore a 10 shoe. He was a 15. Jeez. He had a huge head. So <laughs> I had to wear this mask. It kind of bobbled as I was walking. Nothing fit. So now he's in the ring as Lenny Montana. I'm being pushed into the ring because I can't get any traction. It's a size 15 shoe. <laughs> I get to the ring. They help me up into the ring. And the, I see the ref lying in a corner. And I think, oh my God, Lenny must have knocked this guy out. And I take a closer look. The ref is hysterical. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing all through the match. What you're wearing? Oh, yes. <laughs> it was, yes, yes, yes. Were you part of a wrestling league like the WWE, a league or whatever you want, you know, entertainment group, like the WWE or was it something else? I was WWO, World Wrestling Organization. Oh, oh. And did you, I used to, I went to school in Pittsburgh in the 60s and uh, I always went to the wrestling there at the Civic Arena. It was Bruno San Martino and oh. Stack Calhoun and those guys. Were you of that era? Uh, yeah, well, a little bit, uh, before, yeah, yeah, just about. Yeah. Because I did work with Lenny. Uh, oh boy. Well, Those guys are WWE guys. Those two you yes. mentioned, Migs. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, they were from long ago. Yeah. The, before it was the WWE, it was like called, uh, Titan Sports. Wow. Haystacks. <laughs> yeah. That horseshoe. Yeah, Haystack Calhoun. I remember as a kid, it was like great names and personas, and and these guys. Oh, yeah. Names are even great today, like from the wrestling world, like um, 
Gorilla Monsoon. That's an awesome yeah. name. Yeah. Horn Swaggler. That's another another one. But you were the Montana Montana kid, right? No, yeah, I wrestled Killer Kowalski. Oh, did you? First time out of the shoot. See, wasn't uh, your name the Hank Hank Daniels, the Minnesota farm boy? Yes, Minnesota never saw a farm. Right. So, (laughs) I I fly in from New York. I'm wrestling Lenny in, in Hollywood. And he meets me, and the uh, uh, Colton Killer, Kill Kowalski, meets me, takes me to breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and has me check into the Montecito Hotel. Mm-hmm. I got to wrestle him that evening. <laughs> so, uh, boy, nice guy. I couldn't even leave a tip. Mm-hmm. Well, I stick my arm out to shake his hand, and he slapped me right across the face. Oh, my God. And I went, uh, should I have left the tip? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's starting to work me over. And I said, okay, you want to play? Mm. We'll play. Takes my arm, throws me up against the ropes, and I come at him like I was fired out of a cannon. And I hit him with everything I had. Forearm smash right across the chest. And when I hit him, I was looking down. And I noticed that his feet didn't move. And I just hit him with everything I had. And he crossed his arms and leaned over and said, is that it? (laughs) Oh. He said, is that your best shot? Oh, (laughs) my God. (laughs) In the locker room afterwards, Lenny said, do you know what you kept yelling every time you ran past me? I said, I ran past you. He said, about six or seven times, you kept screaming, Ma! (laughs) (laughs) And everybody in the locker room was on the floor. (laughs) We should should get the title of your book out here just before, because, and we'll mention it again, From Harlem Hoodlum to Hollywood Heavyweight. Uh, Great memories i just want to this brings me into the the image of season i think it's season one episode one of car 54 where are you and you're in the locker room and you are buff and you're showing off and you're, you've got yes. this massive <laughs> upper body and did they they you weren't were you in that was your first acting role was it no i had done a couple of little guest appearances on different shows uh i became a cop mm. In fact, the the guys that I grew up with said, "Oh, wonderful, the hoodlum cop." <laughs> yeah, well, well, I became a cop because I thought I could make a difference. And uh, after being on the job, I realized I couldn't make much of a difference, mm-hmm. not in the position I was in. And a friend of mine was a comic. Uh, and he and I had worked the Catskills. And he said, do you know Nat Hyken? And I said, no. He said, my wife works for Nat. She's a secretary. Uh, I think I can get you in for an interview. Mm. And I go and I meet Nat Hyken. And Nat Hyken looked at me. And he did a bunch he, of those shows back then, wasn't he? A producer and he Sergeant Bilko, right? He was yeah, Sergeant Bilko. Yeah. Yes. And he had his lit a cigarette and he said, 
you're Ed Nicholson. I said, oh, no, 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 I'm Hank Garrett. He says, just the kind of dummy I'm looking for. Yeah. Oh, Nicholson nice. is the cop I want you to play on the show. <laughs> but you were, I mean, you had, for have that upper body, I mean, I just, I've never seen anyone. At first, I thought it was a rubber suit because, well, they didn't have them in those days, but like when Hans and Franz on Saturday Night Live, they had these foam rubber body oh, sure. suits. And you almost looked that big. I mean, you were, but that was, you were. Uh, I started pumping iron when I was 13. Mm. Uh, started martial arts when I was 11. Uh, I became a martial artist uh, because I wanted to be a good fighter. I got my nose broken when I was 11, nine years old. Mm. I was standing in front of a building and a gang came by. And a member of the gang just hauled off and punched me square in the face, busted my nose. Mm. And one of the other gang members said, why'd you hit that kid? He said, well, he cursed my mother. I had never seen him before. I never forgot him. I started pumping iron religiously. And I just really got huge. In fact, a training partner of mine uh, was the first black Mr. Universe a guy named Leroy Colbert. 21 inch arms, cold, bang. Mm. So we train and train, and sure enough, I'm coming out of a gym, and there's the guy that broke my nose. Ooh. And I walk over to him and I said, Hey, me? And he said, I don't know you, man. I said, I'm the kid whose nose you broke. And now I'm going to kill you. Oh, nice. And what a movie moment. Yeah. He fell, <laughs> yeah. He fell to the ground crying. Oh, man, oh, don't hit me, please. Oh. <laughs> and would you just like, step I, over I, him and walk away? Right then and there, I had my revenge. Yes. And I leaned over and I said, and please say hello to your mother for me. Oh. Jesus, I wish I could have done that <laughs> to my police. <laughs> that's, 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 that is a movie moment. That's so great. Yeah. Oh, so oh, how did you get the nickname uh, Harlem Hood, Harlem Hoodlum? I mean, were you like a bad, a bad yeah. kid or guy was, back was, at one at one point? You know, I was a street fighter. Yeah, uh, and I got to be very close to some people who were considered unsavory. Yeah, a couple of times they th wanted me to be a bodyguard, and I I said no, 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 thank you. Uh, and when I started, my lovely lady and I started writing the book. And we talked about the experiences I had as a kid, living, sleeping in cardboard boxes. Um, my folks were immigrants from Russia. Uh, I, was, I was born very late in life to them. My father was in his 50s, early oh, wow. 50s. My mom was in mid 40s. But they had a push cart and they spent 15 to 16 hours a day on that push cart selling fruits and vegetables. Didn't have time for me. And I became one of the swarm living on the street. All the kids, we just lived there. Our shower was opening the hydrant and 
Harlan, my, my publicist, God bless him. He said, what were your names? And as a cop, they called me the hoodlum cop. <laughs> and a lot of guys were saying, uh, Hank, you're going to be a cop with what you know? Yeah. <laughs> I said, don't you have nothing to worry about? Uh, and then they get then, then the audition for that hiking. And now, uh, here I am, a cop, been a cop for about two and a half minutes. I sit there and that hiking says, You're Ed Nicholson. Hmm. And from being a hoodlum cop, being a hoodlum, to being a noted performer on television. Yeah, national television show. And my mom, uh, when she saw me for the first time on the show, I'm standing in a t-shirt. Yeah. And she said, now she had this heavy Yiddish accent. And she said, can't you tell them to give you a shite? <laughs> You're standing in your underwear. What's wrong with <laughs> you? <laughs> I'm ashamed that they would see you in your underwear. What kind of mission gosh is this? Maybe you got to show off those arms, those, those guns. What are you, right? I mean, oh. that was, well, this, I'm fascinated by this. I talk about the fight scene because you're, you were trained as a fighter and everything and then in, it's on youtube if anyone should go to youtube and look up three days of the condor fight scene and hank is a mailman he's a hired assassin but he comes in with robert Red he has a fight with robert redford that's unbelievable so i'm curious about all the fight scenes in general but that's one of the best in movies ever it's considered one of the best fight scenes and faye yes. dunaway's there faye dunaway's yeah the little damsel in distress in the back room and it's a photographer's studio and there's so many cool things about it but um how long does that take to how rehearsed is that yeah I mean, how long does it take to shoot a, a fight uh, like that bob didn't know a heck of a lot about martial arts we rehearsed, and he's an incredible guy. Mm. To give you an idea of what the, this man is like, there's a tight close-up of me getting a pot of coffee in my face. Yeah. When I come in to kill him, he takes the pot of coffee, and he's going to do anything, throw anything at me to save his life. He comes out of his dressing room, and it's a tight close-up of me getting the coffee in my face. He looks at the pot of coffee and he sees smoke mm. coming out of the pot. So he said to the special effects guy, he said, what is that? He says, you can't hit him in the face with hot coffee. He said, no, 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 Bob. He said, it's a mineral, it's an acid diluted with mineral oil. And Bob said, acid? <laughs> yeah. He said, no, no, it doesn't burn. The guy stuck his finger in the, the solution. And Bob said, what happens if you get it in your eye? Yeah. Mm. He walked over to Sidney Pollack, the director, and said, Sidney, can I throw the coffee? He said, Bob, you're not even in the shot. He said, I'm 
just let me bring the hand that throws. And he said to Hank, I'm going to hit you waist high. Just throw your hands up to your face as though it hit you in the face. Come to find out later, had it gotten into my eyes, it would have blinded me. Oh, man. That's... So how do yeah. I repay yeah. Redford? Because you consider it. Yeah, I break his nose. Yeah. Oh, wait, in the fight, you actually broke in his nose. <laughs> oh, my God. Because so you... that oil was all over the floor. Yeah. Now I tell him, don't come in low. I'm going to do a sweep. And he slipped, head came forward, and I come around with my elbow, bang. Oh my God. So does it does that delay shooting for a while? Uh, no. We no. continue the fight and I see blood coming out of his nose. And I said, Bob. And he said, and he waved me off. And we continue the fight scene. And he said, Hank, my nose has been busted so many times. He said, really, it doesn't matter. Now, he called me at home. Hmm. And I'm saying, he's calling me to tell me that he's suing me and <laughs> my, <laughs> my, my yeah, grandmother. It's the last time you're working. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This, this you're yeah. working tomorrow. <laughs> and he, he said, Hank, wait till you see the fight scene. He said, it's absolutely incredible. Well, I wound up winning the New York Film Critics Award for mm. Best Fight Scene mm. in Film. Mm. And then I, my wife and I, we were flown to Vegas and I received an award there for Best Fight Scene in Film Ever. So when you, I know they, you know, they have breakaway furniture and breakaway glass and all that kind of stuff and you're falling and smashing into things. Even that or some other fight, some other movie, do, do you ever get hurt? Just even, even though that's a breakaway, it looks like it could push into you or hurt. Oh, yeah. you never know. Uh, for example, Bob's double. I've got to throw a, what they call a roundhouse kick. Yeah. And catch him, not in the head, but in the shoulder. And I said, look. Uh, I'll pull it. He says, no, 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 no. Throw it full out, man. You'll never touch me. Mm. He says, I'll be gone by the time that leg comes around. <laughs> I said, please, you know, I, I'm faster than I, than I look. I'm big, but I can move. So action, he's standing there. I throw the kick and a lot faster than he thought. And I catch him on the shoulder. And I see him flying across the room. Cut. Wow. <laughs> and he said, boy, did you fly? How did you? Did you use a trampoline? He <laughs> used his leg. <laughs> oh, yeah. He flies into the mantelpiece, I think, and crashes the mantle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, a couple times. Yeah. It, it, uh, it, I, yeah, I just love that stuff. And there's no, you know, whatever, 30, 50 years later, you know, there's the Born Identity movies. They have some good fight scenes, but that that's still the the best. And there and there's no music to pump it up. It's just you guys yes. scrapping. Yeah, a lot of heavy breathing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, uh, uh, the star, the female star, uh, the name just escapes escapes me right now. They don't No. Faye, yes, thank you. 
uh, she comes out and she's got a, a hand mirror and she's going to try to strike me with the hand mirror. And I said to her, I said, uh, Faye, I hope you're padded. And she said, I don't need them. And I said, no, your arm, you're going to come down oh, and I'm oh. going to block. She said, oh, thank you. Mm. What did she think? You meant yeah, <laughs> she was her, her chest and it. Uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's funny. Um, well, this is all switching gears a little bit, but you were a stand-up comedian for a while, too. I, I mean, so many careers and, and excelled at them, I guess. Do you remember any, what kind of humor was it? Was it topical? Was it personal? Was it long, you know, storytelling? Uh, family, I started, well, Sammy Davis Jr. got me off the street. I was a street hoodlum. I was always in trouble, always fighting. I was carrying a gun when I was 12 years old. And I was brought to Sam, who said, uh, you're going to go to prison or you're going to die. And I said, that's it. He said, the way you're going. Hmm. I had a 25 caliber pistol in my pocket. And that started to get heavier and heavier and heavier as he spoke to me. Hmm. And I swore it was going to rip right through my pocket. Hmm. And he said, uh, well, what do you want to do, man? Do you want to do continue doing what you're doing? Of you probably won't be here for the next get-together. He got me jobs. I was a, a band boy with an all-African-American band. Hmm. And then he got me up in the Catskills. And I was watching Buddy Hackett, Red Buttons, watching these comics. And I started writing my own material. I did steal a few things to get started. <laughs> and 20 some odd years later, I'm at the Sands opening for Tony Bennett. Mm. And opening night, front, front row table, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Peter Lawford, Rats and Sammy Davis Jr. The rat rat. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> and after Tony finished, uh, everybody ran. Well, from, but before that, I finished and Frank gave me a standing ovation. Mm. Mm. The entire room stood up because they saw Frank stand, yeah. everybody stand. Well, they ran to a party and except for Sam. Huh. Sam came over to me and said, you funny cat. <laughs> But where do I know you from, man? You look so familiar. Oh, really? He just... I said, Sam, I'm the kid that you said was going to go to prison or die. And he said, it's you? I said, yeah. We hugged mm. and cried. Yeah. Two of us standing there crying. He said, oh, man, you made it. You made it. Wow. That's I said, awesome. thanks to you. And to this day, I, I refer to Sammy Davis as my angel. Mm. God sent me an angel. Sammy and how, Davis. how did you cross paths with him from doing stand-up? The originally, uh, when he saw you as a kid or young. Uh, was. I was listening to radio, and there was a show called Can You Top This? Oh, yeah. 
And there was a guy uh, who did dialect. He did different jokes in different dialects. I was a Sid Caesar fan. At one time, I snuck into the theater that Sid was working in where they rehearsed his show, the Sid Caesar show. And I was sitting way up on top. I snuck in, climbed up the, the stairs, fire escape, and got into the theater and sat way in the back. But I started laughing so loud, Frank, he, I mean, he, Sid said, who's up there? <laughs> I stood up, he said, come on down here. And he said, sit here. I said, okay. He said, you only laugh when I say something funny. Pay no attention to the rest of the cast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, I learned dialectic gibberish. Yeah, like he was an expert at that. Oh, yeah. yeah the face. He, he could do any language and make it sound that's right. right. That's what I do in my act. Do you, I thought you yeah. did a lot of that. Okay. Yeah, I did that. In fact, in London, uh, I was doing that was the week that was. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. And they interviewed me, and I was a different character each week. And, uh, you know, I was the Italian delivery man. <laughs> I wish I could do that. I love that. And Dave would translate. Yeah. He'd say, oh, yeah, the, the loo is right down the <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I love when he did that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he had me do a, a Chinese delivery man and run out into the audience. Oh, and I did, oh, yeah, no, she did all the work, and she loved it, and no MSG. That's not as easy, you know, me make it look easy, but I know yeah, that, that's a certain kind of ear and skill to do that kind of thing. You've got a great ear, yeah. This... I was so lucky, truly. Uh, had a hard time. Hard time disappeared with uh, a bit of success. I still think about the times of where I lived and uh, living with cockroaches and rats. Yeah, like come so far. Um... And so far, to, uh, there's another little anecdote. Did you you sparred with Elvis Presley? He, he asked, oh yeah, I wanted to hear that. Oh my God! Uh, a friend of mine was uh, another comic who was opening for Elvis, and he told uh, Elvis I was a black belt. I get a call, and they said, no, "Mr. Garrett, would you honor Mr. Presley <laughs> the sparring with him?" I said, you want me to honor Helford? I said, I'll give the kid a break. Send them over. <laughs> he showed up with his entourage. There was about 40 or 50 people. He rented a hall yeah. at, at the Sands. And he comes up to me, and he's, it's his outfit. Looked like it was 25,000. One leg said Elvis, the other said Presley, <laughs> and it's spangles and beads. And I'm going, oh my God, I'm wearing my $1.95 outfit. So it, uh, he said, Sensei, and he called me Sensei, which is teacher. Yeah. 
And I said, Elvis, you don't refer to me as a sensei because we're both of the equal rank. He said, oh, okay, sensei. <laughs> he said, uh, do me a favor, please. Don't hit me in my face because I've got a show to do tonight. So I said, well, don't hit me in my face because I too have a show to do tonight. Mm. He said, sensei, if I hit you in the face, it'll be an improvement. Oh, <laughs> oh nice. Gee. I said, you know, I'm going to kill you. You were a lot better than he was at the martial uh, arts? Yeah, and we became friends. Oh. But I'm curious, did he have one? He claimed, to, didn't he have a black belt or claim? But was that just a charity black belt? Did, was he really, you can say it now, nobody's going to sue us, but was he any good? At, do you think he had real karate? He was terrific. Yes. He trained with the guy who brought karate to the United oh. States. Okay. Because he in did fact, him in his. Uh, yeah, go ahead. He had a, a motorboat and it says karate on the side of the boat. Oh, he was he was good. Okay, because he did those moves in his act, you know, those karate kicks. Yeah, and, and I, I remember yeah. seeing those. We were he wore the whole uniform that, that you wear when you yeah, and he looked like belt and everything. Looked like, <laughs> you, know, you, you always wonder if that was a hyper. He could really do it. You know? Oh, no. I, this is being a little nosy, but we're almost out of time. But behind, over your shoulder, it, is there a dead body on a shelf? Behind you. <laughs> Turn around on your other on the other Where? side. There's a pair of shoes, legs with Where? shoes on them. Where? The upper shelf. Do you see that? Up. Yeah. Look up. 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 Up higher. Aren't those shoes legs? <laughs> they're hats. Oh, you're right. It looks like the end of a body. Yeah. Oh, I say it looked like. Oh, they're hats. Okay. They're hats. Like, they're shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Did but, you, you know, see one of the hats move? You yeah. just stockpile bodies back there. See how far you oh. took this hoodlum thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what? What's? Maybe, yeah. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. No, I just saying we're almost out of time. I just wondered if we want to mention your book again, from Harlem Hoodlum to Hollywood Heavyweight, and anything. Uh, are you still like to be in the acting game at all, or what's you're just? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What what I do is I do the autograph shows all over the country, and the proceeds go to the disabled American vets. Oh, and I've been doing that. In fact, that's the book. Oh, cool! Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, nice. And uh, if people are interested in purchasing, and as yeah. I said, the proceeds we take our cost. And so far, we've not, we've raised over sixty thousand. Wow! Oh, I just been handed a note. Oh yeah, if they're interested in getting a book, and it's Hank Garrett at dot uh, biz. It's not at. It's Hank Garrett dot biz. Yeah, Hank Garrett dot biz. They can contact me that way, and I will autograph a book. Oh, that'd be great. Sure I, I love your stories. Uh, yeah, you, unexpected yeah, you know, stuff. You've, been, you've, you've touched so many uh, lives and been in so many different media. But, and you also help kids, too, right? Aren't you? You, you work with kids yeah. in prison? And young yeah, we're, we're trying to establish a place for kids to come to. 
get them off the street. And I learned when I was off the street, I was open to so many things, so many different things. But when I lived on the street, I was so closed because I never knew what was going to come at me. So you actually walk and your head is revolving. Um. And it, it's a terrible way to live. I, I've seen death a number of times. <laughs> I see a lady <laughs> behind you. <laughs> there's, a live, there's a live body behind you now. Yes. <laughs> and this, this is it. Oh, Hankster's Kids. It's see. called Hankster's yeah. Kids. And what we want to do is get them off the street. And if they're hungry, we'll feed you. Mm. Give you a place to come and stay and talk. Help you if you're doing homework, we'll help you with that. Yeah. We're not asking you to give us anything other than your time. Come, man. Come where it's nothing bothering you, nothing going to hurt you. No judgment. And if you're hungry, and I know I spent so many days mm. eating potatoes that we threw into a fire. My, my buddy George Washington Jr. and I, we slept, we lived on the street. And people looked at us and saying, where are your parents? And it's the one that busy trying to make a living. Yeah, that's tough. Well, no, that's such a great thing you're doing because that's where it's got to start. I mean, if you wait till they're 20 or 30, they're, they're pretty much gone, you know, unreachable. Yes, yes. So, so uh, yeah, it's it's right now. It's a joy. Yeah, uh, I blush when people recognize me. Mm -hmm. My wife looks at me. She says, "My God, you you're turning absolutely red, crimson." <laughs> I said, yeah, "You know, I, I still don't know how to handle uh, when when somebody says, oh, I saw you and so and so.'" And, yeah oh that's great My job <laughs> yeah well it's it's rare to see somebody that's had such success in hollywood or come from where you did and become a success in hollywood and then give back to and not not live the big glittery life you know but, yes yes absolutely and I, the martial artists are like that they're okay they're cool in fact uh Going to a big martial arts convention, it happens once a year. Uh, this will be my 20th year. And it's all martial artists coming in from all over the world to meet each other. Uh, mm -hmm. Many, many times it's fought each other. Friend is Danny Vegeta Kitas. He's six-time world champ kickboxer. And I am godfather to his grandson. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's, it's a, a wonderful, a full, most amazing people. Comes full circle. All right, well, we got to sign off. And so oh. happy to. And thanks for coming on the show. Spending your Thank time you for having me. Our pleasure. Yep. Take, take care. Of Thank you so much. Stay well and God bless. Okay. Bye. Bye.